This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Arkells, they are one of the best bands out there when it comes to engaging with their fans. And they're getting ready to go on the road. Uh, there's a Brock University student named Savannah who really wanted to go to an Arkells show, but she had an exam on the same day. Well, she let the band know about that, and Max from Arkells ended up sending a message to Brock University professor Merrick Schmidt. Dear Merrick Schmidt, I understand that you as the professor can't make this exception every time, but we're hoping you allow Sav to write her exam on another day so she can join us at the show. This act of generosity will not set a precedent. It'll only prove what a kind-hearted, flexible person you are. It worked. Oh, Mr. Schmidt! Mr. Schmidt. Came through! Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, a single exam will come and go, but the memories and joy that a great concert can bring might last a lifetime. And it's true. I think back to being in college, and I can't, I can't come up with an example of being disappointed that I missed a class, <laughs> but there are parties or events that I didn't go to that I regret. Yeah, of Not course. Not going to, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, especially if you're going to the concert. I don't know which night it was supposed to be. The night after you wrote the exam or the night before when you're supposed to study. Either way, get rid of the exam. You it's should no longer just, a give her a week off, <laughs> Professor. She's going to need some time to, to get zone. ready and to recover from the Arkell <laughs> show as well. You know what? Just shut down Brock University until right? next uh, next fall. <laughs> uh, March 18th, they start a three-night uh, stand in Buffalo. Arkell's performing. Two of those nights sold out already. And then uh, back into Canada, Kelowna, B.C., April 2nd. London, Ontario, April 15th. Kitchener, April 22nd. Kingston. Uh, yeah, they're getting ready to go out after you know a couple of years where they haven't been able to engage with the fans face-to-face, and I'm sure our Kells are very excited about that. This is crazy. Tell everybody about the great head heist, Jim. <laughs> well, this happened in Denver. Uh, what happened was uh, some thieves broke into some sort of vehicle that was parked outside a Central Park neighborhood, and they stole a box in it, and they stole a dolly in it. And what they didn't realize, or maybe they did, was what was in the box was... Human heads for medical research. Ugh. So they yeah, they came back to their vehicle and noticed the door was open. The heads are missing. They have no suspects right now, but the box is in a blue and white box that has a label on it, uh, quote, exempt human specimen on it. Uh, and they're asking anybody who sees the box to call Denver police right away. And yeah, they don't know if the thieves knew what they were taking or it was just like a snatch and grab crime of opportunity. Couple things. Can you imagine the surprise if they didn't know what they had stolen and they <laughs> opened it up? Because you hear about this often with like porch pirates, people who will just steal any package they see on the porch of a house, right? Yeah, yeah. Not knowing what's inside. And then it's like Christmas. They go home, they open it and see what they got. <laughs> Can you imagine opening a box? thinking that maybe there's some stereo equipment in there. Sure, yeah, yeah. And it's multiple human heads. <laughs> you would think for sure. Can you imagine After the looks on everyone's faces? <laughs> what? <laughs> All the same shocked face? You would think you were part of a prank. At first, you'd probably be shocked and be like, okay, this is a YouTube prank. Somebody got me. 
but then maybe the smell. I don't know. And then you've got to get rid of how many human heads? It doesn't say. It just, Multiple. It says a box of human heads. I'm going to say a baker's dozen. Usually general. How many heads can you fit in a box? <laughs> Depends on the size of the box. Uh, yeah, because you're stuck with these heads. You can't take them to the local pawn shop and get sure. rid of them. <laughs> what kind of fence? <laughs> now you've gone from from you know breaking into cars to steal items for financial gain to disposing of human heads. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sure, even though you aren't the one who killed the people, it's got to be a a worse crime to commit. Yeah, yeah. And then try telling somebody you stole. Oh no, I just stole these heads. Okay. <laughs> Sure. Terrible situation. And on the flip side, can you imagine being the person who was responsible for the box of human heads and you stopped for a sandwich? (laughs) Yeah, true. You came back and all the heads are gone? Yeah, now you got all these scientists mad at you. Police are investigating though, right? Yeah, no leads. Yeah. Cops are on the scene. They're like, you never get a head when you're a criminal. (laughs) Oh, we got a, we got a, oh, (laughs) we're still, uh, we're still looking for the culprit. So far we have no body. When we catch whoever's responsible for this crime, heads are going to roll. Ah, Johnson, Johnson, uh, uh. Check that check out that coffee cup for some DNA. I got a feeling our killer likes it decapinated. Okay, I think that's I think good. I forced that one a little. Disney Plus is going to give you some options moving forward. Do you subscribe to Disney Plus, Jim? I do. I'm on all these stupid subscription services. I got like 7, I think. <laughs> So the good news is it's about to become a little cheaper if you do have multiple streaming services. Uh-huh. Uh, the catch is you got to watch ads. So the new subscription model uh, is going to be uh, available later this year. Uh, the exact price yet to be announced. TBD. TBD. Uh, right now it's eleven ninety nine for the ad free version, but they want to make sure uh, you know families with lower incomes. Uh, are able to uh, to enjoy all the good Disney products out there, and uh, one way to do it. They want to get them all hooked. They, my daughter is uh, she doesn't she can't say Disney Plus yet. She doesn't recognize it as Disney Plus, but she knows uh, that the icon is blue. So when we sit on the couch, my daughter will be like, "Blue, <laughs> blue." When you hit it, the blue screen comes yeah, up with the yeah. Disney Plus logo. Daddy, blue. And for Netflix, red, red. <laughs> <laughs> Does it say like will the the advertisements be at the start if you're watching a movie is it at the start or at the end or are they interrupting the movie you're watching with advertisements cuz that's a big deciding factor as to whether or not I would go for something like this. It doesn't say, but, uh, you know, these tech companies, they all follow the leader, more or less. So I'm going to guess it's going to start like YouTube, where it's just at the beginning. And then after that, people get used to that for a year or two. Then it'll start interrupting them in the middle or throughout the movie. And then we'll be right back to cable television. 
<laughs> exactly. That turns out broadcast TV was a great model. Yeah, full circle here, folks. We're all watching commercials again every 20 minutes. Uh, well, that's interesting. I know, like, you have the option uh, for a lot of games that you download on your phone. You can get, like, the, the version with no ads. Sure, or, like a lot of apps, yeah. Right, yeah. or you sit through the ads if you lose, and then you get to play yep, again. Yeah, And I, I never go for the ad-free I always just subject myself to the ads. Totally. I, oh, I'm so cheap. I would. I like. I would. I might ju- sign up for this Disney Plus thing. Honestly, I don't have kids, and you know, I don't. Eleven ninety nine a month, not a big deal. But out of principle, I think I'm going to do it. And let's be honest, as someone who has kids, everything on Disney Plus is already an ad. <laughs> That's very true. Daddy, I want that Elsa dress. I want this. I want this uh, Captain America thing. It's all an ad. Yeah, yeah. We're living in one big commercial, folks, like it or not. Speaking of which, we got to take a break for commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Talking about getting a deal. You're getting a service for free, and you just have to sit through a few ads. But our ads are awesome, all right? (laughs) (laughs) The Riddler is here. Can you outsmart him? If you can... Tickets for Lotto Max tonight, $40 million up for grabs with the jackpot draw. And you'll beat the box office to see the Lumineers at Budweiser Stage Sunday, June 12th. Two nights at Budweiser Stage. First show sold out. This one's the uh, Sunday show just added. Tickets go on sale this Friday, 10 a.m. at LiveNation.com. Riddler. Hello, Batman. Explain the trap that you've set for our Taz and Jim listeners here. Our contestants are dangling above a mini pool filled with electric eels. (laughs) And if they get it wrong, you're going to drop them down into the electric eel pool, right? (laughs) High stakes here, Charles. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Okay, Charles, here is your riddle. Hello, Batman. Riddle me this. Which word becomes shorter when you add two letters to it? It actually becomes shorter. Charles? You got me. The word is short! Oh, Charles, there he goes. No. No. Are you okay? Those eels. Those eels. Now, if the contestants, they would delight me if they would scream and act like they're actually getting electrocuted and or eaten. Play along. do the Riddler a favor. Play along with me. Theater of the mind. Okay. Uh, Next up, we have Courtney in Delhi, Ontario. Courtney, the Riddler has a riddle for you. Riddle me this, Batman. What breaks yet never falls? And what way? That wasn't it. This is a (laughs) two-parter. What breaks yet never falls? And what falls and never breaks? Courtney. I got nothing. Day and night, day breaks and night falls. <laughs> and down you go! Courtney, uh, it's not uncomfortable at all, the electric eels? You immune to electricity? Stings a little. Stings a little. Turn okay. it up a little, eels. What am I paying you for? Okay, at least there's one person involved in this that is taking it to the limit. 
Riddler, thank you. Let's go to Alicia in Dutton. Here is your riddle, Alicia. What two things can you never eat for breakfast? <laughs> I don't know. The answer is what you are about to become lunch and dinner. <laughs> Eat my pretties. Or shock. I don't know what you do. I don't like think they the eat eels people. Do. I think they just shock. <laughs> okay. Bye, Alicia. Nobody's screaming with the eels, guys. You're not catching on what we're looking for here. Susan in Aurora. How are you? Hi. I'm good. How are you? Very good. The Riddler has a riddle for you. You're running a race, Batman. And at the very end, you pass the person in second place. What place did you finish the race in? <laughs> um. Oh. Uh, you'd be in second. I yeah. mean, I mean, the the instinct would to be, would be to say you'd be in first place, right? Mm-hmm, but you I had tried to, to trick her. You had to stop yourself, Susan. You have defeated the Riddler. You're going to see Lumineers, and you may win forty million dollars with Lotto Max tonight. Let us know if that happens, okay? Wow, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. But we talk about scams. There seems to be a ton of them out there all the time and we try to warn Taz and Jim listeners about the scams that the scammers are trying to pull off so they don't Mm -hmm. become victims, right? Mm -hmm. Well, how about scamming the scammers in a way? There's a guy in Texas and he has made uh, $75,000 by suing telemarketers. Hmm. So not necessarily a scam, but annoying when you're getting these phone calls at all hours, you're answering them and it's people trying to sell you something or in some cases trying to scam you out of your money. This is how he did it. I would keep them on the line, find out what company was behind them or paying or what company I would get connected to. The hope is that there's enough of us who stand up, start pushing back, that it becomes more expensive for companies to negligently hire these telemarketers and then the benefit they receive from it. So he put himself on the National Do Not Call Registry in the U.S., which we have in Canada as well. Oh, really? I got to get on that. <laughs> get on the Do Not Call Registry. And then he was still getting calls from telemarketers. He'd find out what companies were behind it, and he started suing them. He's made $75,000 in a year. Suing telemarketers. Yeah. And like totally, uh, like le- he's legally, like if you scam a scammer, a lot of times you're not legally entitled to that money. You'll have to give it back as well. But this is totally above board. So if you're looking for a way, he wants to get more people to do this. So it's a deterrent for telemarketers and, and scam call companies. That's brilliant. You know what? My girlfriend just got a scam text the other day, and I want you to keep an eye out for this one, anybody listening right now. and Because I've seen similar ones. We, it, a lot of times it's these love scams. People get sucked in these love scams. You go, how does it happen? How does it start? Well, my girlfriend got a text the other day, and it was like a cute girl kind of like leaning in front of the camera, a little cleavage out, going, I'm feeling frisky today. 
And, and my girlfriend goes, oh my God, I just got this wrong number. Like I accidentally got a sex. I was like, do not respond. That's not a sex. That is a catfish. That is somebody throwing out some bait, hoping a single lonely man will be like, hey, no, I think you got the wrong number. You're cute though. And then it snowballs into a relationship, quote unquote. And then you get your bank account hacked into Aren't you glad that didn't pop up on your phone and Sarah saw it? Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, it's a scam, honey. It's a scam. <laughs> I have no idea who she is. It's a scam, honey. <laughs> True. True. That's dangerous. And by the way, if you do get caught, there's a way out for it. March the 8th, International Women's Day, and we thought, uh, why not uh, remind everyone what a pathetic loser Harvey Weinstein is? Harvey Weinstein, he's one of the reasons the Me Too movement got started. The women who spoke out against his sexual misconduct, they banded together and and inspired women to be heard, to raise their voices, right? He might have been the reason. He might have been the first domino. He was uh, one of the biggest producers in Hollywood at one time. And now there's a headline in today's... (laughs) Today's paper saying disgraced producer Harvey Weinstein caught smuggling milk duds into jail. Wow. <laughs> milk duds. How the mighty have fallen. I like how he's still just smuggling in drugs. He's smuggling in movie theater accessories. <laughs> Snacks hey, you'd get. He was a movie guy. I know, but milk duds? Milk duds and junior mints are very... <laughs> I don't know if I've ever eaten either of those things outside of a movie theater. It's, yeah, it's like the only place you can get them. But I think you, you know, I think you can get them at the dollar store too. If you're looking to smuggle some milk duds True. into prison for somebody, I believe you can buy them at the dollar oh, store. Oh yeah, I bet you they were just smuggled in with a large winter coat. <laughs> just in one of the pockets. It was his lawyer actually. So he met with one of his lawyers, his attorneys. And then on his way back to his cell, he got searched by L.A. County jail guards, and they found that he was in possession of some milk duds. Oh, man. I wonder how many. <laughs> Two, three. They, uh, they say that it, it, the attorneys are saying it was a misunderstanding, but the jail guards are saying, well, guess what? We will now be searching you and your briefcases before you come into the prison because... We think you were smuggling milk duds into prison for Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, clearly. Luckily, it was just milk duds. Yeah. This goes to show one day you are, you're, you're out there, you got unlimited influence and power. You have wealth that people can only dream of. And then the next day, you're keistering milk duds. <laughs> To get them into prison. I think he's like drew a, a TV screen on the wall with chalk and he's just eating milk duds. Pretending he's <laughs> watching movies. Yeah, pretending he's the watching dailies. the Oscars. <laughs> the dailies. Let me see the dailies. Um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say where he hid the milk duds, but mm. we're hoping. <laughs> Jim will not shut up about escape rooms. Oh, come on. What? <laughs> <laughs> every, every time we turn the microphones off, Jim yeah, starts telling right. me how great this new escape... Hey, no. I went to this escape room and that escape room. I did. Okay. I did go on Valentine's Day to an escape room and we had a blast. It was like a Super Mario themed one. And then my birthday was on the weekend and we went back to the same place and did like a different escape room in the same place. And it was great too, man. It was awesome. Like I've been to escape rooms five years ago and you kind of, I thought the novelty, I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. But this one is like, 
next level. Like you go down an elevator. It's like a zombie apocalypse. You go down an elevator and then you got to get this serum thing. And at one point, like a, a vent door pops open. You got to crawl through a vent uh-huh. into the next room. I know you've, you've told me. That's pretty cool. It felt like I was in a movie. It was funny. The vent thing too. Me and my it was just me and my fiance who were doing it, and we were, were crawling through this vent. And you had to go from room to room to like solve the mysteries or whatever. We kept like, bumping our knees and bumping our heads, and then eventually somebody called us on the CB radio that if you get stuck, you can ask for a hint or something like that, which we never asked for. It was like, uh, there's a door you can actually go through, and so we went through the vent like twelve times, and there's a and door even with a button. There's a door that you could have yeah. got through. So we were we were hardcore. But you solved the mystery. We did just in time. We were so close to get an hour and we were on the last riddle or whatever you'd call it. So they gave us an extra two minutes. Awesome. And we did it. And it was the place is called Ichabod's Escape Room on Richmond in London. And the the owner and designer was there and he like burst in the room. He's like, You guys did it. Oh he was like all excited and all pumped. So he's real passionate. He's like, I designed these all across the world. It's legit. I was very impressed. Okay. I'll show you a picture. No, I, I believe you. I don't want to spoil it, but I, yeah, like so. Yeah, I, mean, I now understand, Jim, how you feel when I talk about my kids and show you pictures of my kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're both miracles, Taz. I'm sure I would enjoy myself if I went there. Just like I'm sure when you have kids, you'll enjoy the experience. You just don't need to hear stories and see pictures of my kids every ten minutes. Yeah, but dude, you know it was cool. I was in a movie. <laughs> Look at this. I, look at this. I escaped from this room. No, I mean, the other, isn't that impressive? That looks like a movie set. It looks, yeah, That's it looks like good, uh, eh? Resident Evil. Yeah, kinda. exactly. Look at that. Awesome. That's pretty good. That's great. Uh, the other thing I found funny is, like, oh, you're becoming quite the escape room aficionado. And Jim's like, no, I'm an escape artist, Taz. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> they call me the Houdini of uh, escape rooms. <laughs> Jim, if you've got an escape room, just try to lock me in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jim is interested. He's he's on a real kick right now. <laughs> I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock, cock. Here we go with sports, joined by our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. You got a story about a football cheater. What's up? Calvin Ridley has been suspended for one season by the NFL for at least one season, I should say. It could be longer than that uh, by the NFL for betting on games. Now, <laughs> Calvin uh, Ridley that- is a wide receiver with the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, and he. Uh, it's important to note he also did not play most of last season. Uh, he uh, missed... M- Every game after late October saying he needed to address his mental health. He never returned and trade rumors began after that. Now it's been determined by the league during that last season. He placed parlay bets involving three, five, and eight games and bet on the Falcons to win. And to show he's not exactly a uh, an evil genius with the planning here, he did it through a legal gambling app in Florida with his own phone. And the Ooh. app notified the NFL about his activity, and that's how they found out. <laughs> so he wasn't trying to hide it exactly. He did bet on his team to win, and he wasn't an active player in the game. So what is the concern? That he had inside information? That they were feeling pumped yeah. up? 
I mean, you're still betting on your team. He's he defended himself on Twitter saying he only bet fifteen hundred dollars. Saying, I he's and he, I quote him here: "I bet fifteen hundred total. I don't have a gambling problem. I would say the gambling problem is not the amount; it's the fact you did it." at all. If you are betting on your league, if you are betting on your team, that is the problem, and he's admitted to doing that very thing. <laughs> that defense is kind of like if you get charged for stabbing a guy and you're like, <laughs> oh, it was just the tip. Except there's no victim here. Who is like, what really happened? Who was wrong? It's just the tip. I only stabbed him a little bit. <laughs> Well, you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to bet on your own team. If you're a player in any professional sport league, it is very frowned upon to bet on your team. Uh, I think, like, we're not professional athletes, and we know that, Jim. I know, but all things considered, I get it. He has to be punished, but fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, fifteen hundred dollars. He bet on the team to win. To win, he, he wasn't good. throwing the game. He wasn't yeah. an active player. It definitely could have been worse. But is this just where he got caught? And he's been doing this all along? This is the problem. Once you get caught gambling... You can never trust again. Can't trust him. Well, as we all know, once you start gambling and you really get into it in this way, it never spirals into something bigger, you know? I mean, it's like, it's not as though this is... Uh, it was just some innocent thing where he's uh, just... He's just having fun, guys. You know, it's like, bet on basketball if you want to bet on something. Bet on the, you know, the Atlanta Hawks, not the Atlanta Falcons. He doesn't know basketball. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's not getting inside oh, information from the basketball yeah. team. Why would he make that dumb bet? <laughs> Thanks, Dev. We, this is a big week for, for bronze statues. <laughs> it is. couple stories uh, in the news. One, we, we were talking yesterday about how in Brantford, they've unveiled the bronze bust of Walter Gretzky who was the unofficial mayor of Brantford. Everybody knows that. Mm -hmm. uh, outside council chambers in, in Brantford. Great likeness. Looks just like Walter. Lucky, or maybe he's not so lucky that they didn't do the whole body. It's just the, the shoulders and the head, right? It's the bust. <laughs> because the Ronaldo statue, they made a new one, by the way. Ronaldo had that, uh, that terrible bronze statue made of him that didn't look anything like him. Yeah, yeah, it turned into a meme. I mean, he's a good-looking guy, and somehow the statue looked like a monster. The artist was jealous of his good looks. <laughs> it made him look, boy, boy. It looked like he ran into a goalie post, and then they <laughs> sculpted it after that. It's like if they made an Aaron Rodgers uh, bronze statue, and they used that... That meme that's been going around of him when he gets hit and his helmet's coming off and like pulling yeah, his face yeah. up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're going with. Anyways, the the new Ronaldo statue that they made is there's concerns because it's wearing away due to tourists rubbing its crotch nonstop. Oh, yep, I've seen this before. It's usually a boob uh, in Italy, all over the place. All, any statue of a lady, bum, it's crazy. The boob, it's, yeah. I've been on vacation and there was, I was at some place, I think it was in Mexico, and they had like a life size, life size Spider Man out there. Mm -hmm. And I think I saw within a 10 minute span at least three ladies pretending to have sex with the Spider Man. <laughs> 
while their friends took pictures. Yeah, I mean, this is it, not a surprise. It's the f- human instinct is if you see a statue, you're going to hump it. Yeah, it's not a surprise. But the statues I'm talking about are 600 years old. <laughs> this one has been around for eight months, and the crotch is already worn out. It's already wearing away. <laughs> Calm down, ladies. Well, it doesn't look too bad. I'm looking at a picture here, and it, it looks like it looks like it's been polished really good in that area. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the by statue the way, looks happy, by exact... the way. Big smile on his face. <laughs> but it's truly at hand height. You know what I mean? Like if you're yeah. reaching out above, you know, it's just right there. And uh-huh. it's crotchy, too. It's, there's a bump. Yeah, there's it's definitely not like flat shorts. Yeah, the shorts are, they're bunching up. He's facing the wind, let's say that. They're bunching up in the, yeah. It's like they overcompensated for the last <laughs> terrible bronze statue they made of Ronaldo. So they decided to give him a little extra down there. Yeah. Or maybe not. Good for him. But, uh, yeah, they, it's it's rubbing away. And uh, if you want to get a picture, <laughs> look at this. This guy lying on the ground, rubbing it with his feet. Oh, dear. What is this? You got to get creative. <laughs> so your days may be numbered if you're hoping to rub the crotch of the Ronaldo statue in Portugal. <laughs> you better plan your trip now before that thing is ground right down to a little nub. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.